What's up, guys? Welcome to the NS9 Post Game Show. I'm Jim. Joining me is Neil. The Pirates lose the series opener today to the Blue Jays four to nothing. This is loss number five in a row for the Pirates. Um, just not a lot of good stuff really to talk about today. Offense was pretty anemic, but um, you know, I guess before we get into things, how you doing, Neil? I'm not doing great. I can't lie. Um, that was these last couple days have been a huge waste of my time <laughs> in terms of watching the Pirates. Just absolutely a waste of your time, Neil. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely yeah. nothing worthwhile <laughs> about the last couple days. And yeah. it really, it it would be one thing if we were playing somewhat competitive baseball on this five game losing streak, but it's just been terrible. Yeah, no, it's been, it's been, I mean, like you mentioned, it's been bad baseball and today was more bad baseball. I think you can, the first thing we can kind of point to here, uh, the pirates got a total of eight runners on base today. Mm -hmm. Three of them were thrown out on the base paths and all three of those were thrown out on the base paths. I believe in the first like three Three or four innings. Was it three innings? The first three innings was an out on the bases? I think that's right. At the very least, the first three or four. Just killing any semblance of momentum All we right. could have had. Santana's what Santana was thrown out in the fourth. So yeah. so yeah, the Pirates get four base runners on base basically in the first few innings and all and, and they all run themselves off the bases. So yep. Really rough. None as bad as Juwan Bay getting thrown in at third with no outs in the first where Chris Bassett couldn't throw a strike. That set me off. And not for other reasons, not terribly unhappy to see him leave the game in the third, (laughs) like in the eighth inning. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. Sounds like there's, you know, the Pirates are a little banged up right now yeah um yeah that let's start with the lineup today you know key brian hayes was getting just kind of a normally scheduled day off um andrew mccutcheon was was in the lineup to uh when it first came out but Mm -hmm. about an hour before game time uh he was scratched due to an ankle sprain so no andrew mccutcheon so then you're you're replacing first off the lineup didn't really look all that great um, but then you're replacing Andrew McCutcheon with Mark Mathias, and then it really didn't look good at all. And uh, the final score kind of showed that. I mean, like I said four to nothing final score. Pirates offense just didn't get anything going after mm-hmm. those first few innings. Like I said, they were they were getting people on base there at the beginning of the game, but then they were running into outs. Uh, Jiwon Bay led off the first with a walk. He steals second. You're thinking, hey, we're in business. You know, Rich Hill gave up a first inning run, but you know, it looked like the Pirates offense was like, hey, maybe we're about to do something here. And then Bay 
attempts to steal third, gets thrown out. Uh, and then at that point, the first thing was basically over right after that. Reynolds and, and Santana, you know, made quick uh, outs of themselves. But I mean, that was that was the story of the day, I think, is just especially the beginning when, you know, the Pirates were still within striking distance. It was a one nothing game and they just continued to beat themselves. And it's, it's something that we've seen really all week long during this rough stretch of play. They're not necessarily like the Rays are good, but the Rays didn't necessarily do anything to win those games against the Pirates. It was just the Pirates. The Pirates weren't executing and, and making the plays when they needed to. Uh, and today, just another frustrating loss because, again, you just saw it over and over and over again there in the beginning where you get on base and then you just trip over yourself. And this is what happens because the first month, and I think we emphasized it a lot over the first month, is that we filled this roster with good everyday MLB baseball players. And over this losing streak, you look down the bottom of that lineup, especially tonight, from five to nine. There is one major league player there, and that's Rodolfo Castro, who's also kind of going through a bit of a rough patch, but every other player does not deserve to be on a major league roster. I don't know what we thought was going to happen when we decided to bat Miguel and Duhar fifth in the lineup, putting Mark Mathias and Austin Hedges back to back. I mean, we had three hard hit balls all game. Three. Yeah. And it's when you don't have depth. And I think it's even for frustrating when you have some really talented guys ready to come up and are knocking on the door. I shouldn't be watching Henry Davis in double a yesterday. I should be watching him play baseball instead of Austin hedges. So I am extremely frustrated with the <sighs> roster right now. It's um, yeah. Like, as far as like from a depth standpoint goes, you're seeing like you're seeing guys take these spots while these injuries are happening who, who are at least probably like those prototypical 4A players, right? Like they, yeah. they're guys who deserve major league playing time, you know, when the situation calls for it. Um, but tonight's lineup, you saw a lot of those guys in that lineup at the same time. And, and yeah. the lineup had very 2022 type vibes to it where, yeah, five through nine, wasn't great castro you know notwithstanding uh but like seven eight nine you look at it and you're like yeah probably you know not, not necessarily who you want facing the toronto blue jays um and and actually surprisingly if you look at six seven eight nine they got three out of the four hits for the pirates today it was yeah. really it was the whole offense was pretty anemic brian reynolds hit a double that was really the only person who did anything uh, offensively. Castro and Marcano did get on base twice each. You know, they were able to draw a walk as well as get a single. But again, the problem with, you know, it happened with Castro. It happened with Santana when he got on in Bay. Like, they, they, you're, you're running into outs and you're not giving your team a chance to drive yourself in. Yeah, the, the, the lineup is not good enough right now to keep making stupid mistakes. It's definitely not good enough to make it the same mistake three times. I, 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 and I, I understand being so aggressive on the base paths really helped the Pirates get like a bunch of runs. And like 
fill in where like some faults we had in April and it helped us grind our way to some wins, but like, you have to be smart about it. Sending Carlos 37 year old Carlos Santana to third on a weekly hit ball makes absolutely no sense. And we got punished for it. Um, And so you're right. And like every team has some players who probably aren't major league players. Like I am fine with Marcano as a bench piece. Guys like him belong on the MLB roster. Austin Hedges can be a fine backup catcher. They cannot be everyday players, and we certainly can't have four of them starting every day. And it sucks that uh, – it really sucks that the injuries are piling up as soon as we get fun, but there also has to be some depth there. Yeah, um, and, and said so we have the, the depth is there when when everyone's healthy. Now that you know we're we're seeing some injuries and we're seeing kind of these these AAA guys getting called up, we're just, we're just not seeing the same caliber of play, and it's unfortunate because there are guys down in the minors who I think could help this team and they could be immediate upgrades to it. Um, yet here we are trotting out players who. Um, frankly don't deserve it. Um, I, I mean, I do want to talk about hedges a little bit here. He, he got a hit today. It was his first hit in like 10 days, but the guy was touted for his defense, you know, yes. this spring he was touted for his, you know, his veteran leadership. You know what young guys look up to is veteran veterans who play well. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't do you any good if you're a veteran and you suck. Like they, that doesn't, that doesn't do anyone any good. Um, and, and Hedges right now is hitting terribly. He's an absolute – he's like putting a pitcher, and he's like a pitcher in the lineup. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not an exaggeration. He is hitting straight up like a pitcher would. Um, defensively, he's he's not controlling the running game. There's been catcher interference penalties that have turned into runs. He's throwing mm-hmm. to bases when he shouldn't be. He's, you know, the, the, the delayed steal by Whit Merrifield today, again – like that's not something that like that, like he should have been out. Like that was a play the hedges could have made and he didn't. So we're seeing just, we're, we're seeing just rough play from Austin hedges all around. Um, and I don't know how much longer this team can take it. Like, I don't know how much longer you can keep trotting Austin hedges out there four to five times a week and act like you're a serious baseball team at this point. Yeah. Well, as long as the current general manager continues to prioritize the 2030 Pirates over the 2023 Pirates, we're going to suck this up until June. And it's so infuriating because, like, you're right. Like, he is a defensive first catcher, and he's not doing the defensive things. Sure, he can frame, but Jason DeLay is framing just about as well as Austin Hedges is right now. It's not as good, but 82nd percentile framing is just fine. That's really good. Mm-hmm. And I think I mentioned this in the last podcast. You ride the hot bat because Jason DeLay is not going to be a 300 hitter forever. So if you're going to, like, it just makes no sense because every type of mentoring thing that Hedges can do, he can do it from the bench. And what good 
is his mentoring. Like he's not going to mentor Rich Hill. He needs to be mentoring Henry Davis, Andy Rodriguez, Quinn Priester, Luis Ortiz. He's not doing what he's even good at right now. And he's still the same hitter he always was. And so what's the point? You're wasting $5 million in a roster spot on someone who provides no value. Yep. I agree. And, and Jim, at least here, I'll put the comment, comment back up, but you know, I think you can afford to have someone like Austin hedges in your lineup. If your one through eight is solid, like they were the first month of the season. Now that we're seeing guys dropping um, it's just becoming apparent how like you, you can't have this many duds in your lineup. And uh, we're, we're now seeing, I think just too many people playing who probably don't deserve the playing time. And we're seeing, I said, we're just seeing kind of the results of that right now. We've been seeing it all week. Yeah. And again, you're right. We are not going to be a serious team if we're going to insist on playing people like Austin Hedges every day. And, you know, you obviously we were never going to be a 110 win team, like clearly. But the division is there for the taking. Mm-hmm. The Brewers fell off. The Cardinals are the worst team in the National League. The Cubs are hovering around 500. Like the fact that we are going to choose to play for 2029 instead of taking this April, conceptualizing, saying, hey, this could be something special, and choosing to go trot out Miguel Andujar is going to haunt me for a very long time. <laughs> and I'm not happy about it. <laughs> No, I mean, I am neither am I. Neither am I. Uh, I've I've made my, I've made my opinions pretty well known about, um, you know, where where certain players should be. But uh, mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, I mean, the offense again, just just nothing happening today. And when they did finally do things, they just they ran themselves into trouble. Just just an all around pretty pathetic performance, just top to bottom from the lineup um, in in all facets of the game. They they weren't good defensively. They weren't good. Um, I, they had the one nice relay, you know, to get uh, Chapman at third base. That was probably they, that they, was good. They had a nice catch. Marcano had a nice catch, but like there were there were a couple of nice plays there, but there were there were mistakes, mistakes yeah. that you can't make. Um, and and you can't make mistakes this often when you're not hitting. Like you you've gotta you've gotta play really good baseball and really tight baseball. You gotta do those little things right. Those little things that they were doing previously. That they're just not really doing right now. Um, I do want to kind of shift a little bit of focus. So Rich Hill got the start tonight um, mm-hmm. against again. Uh, I said he went five and a third, gave up eight hits, four runs. I don't think he pitched necessarily that terribly. Um, and, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, he goes into the sixth inning, he gives up four runs. You have a chance to win the game. Mm. You know, I don't think we're going to, we're not expecting Rich Hill to deliver gems like night in and night out. Like I think this mm-hmm. is kind of a typical Rich Hill type lower end start that you can expect from him. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the pitching was good enough today to make it so that the pirates should have been in this game. And it, it really was just the, the offense dropping the ball. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's a Rich Hill start. And I think that's the frustrating thing with Rich Hill is that he's never going to give you that seven innings, 
shut down baseball that like you really need sometimes to pick up the offense, but it's definitely not on him tonight. You know, like, I mean, giving up home runs to an ice cold George Springer hurts, but I mean, he got no run support. Um, Defense made a mistake. Like I think Reynolds, you know, made a mistake and left letting Maryfield stretch it to a, a single to a double. So like, Hill was fine. I just get no enjoyment watching Rich Hill pitch. <laughs> See, I, I kind of do. I, I kind of do. Like, I kind of appreciate like the art of pitching. Yeah, he has. that's right. You know, because like it, it's fun to watch. You know, the stuff, the crazy good stuff, is fun to watch. But every once in a while. It's nice to see major league baseball players completely baffled by 65 mile an hour sidearm curveballs. Like it's, I agree. Like I remember commenting like in a game thread, like it seems like a bad idea to throw Bo Bichette 63 mile an hour pitches, but then he got Bo Bichette out. And sometimes that happens sometimes. And that is fun. Mm -hmm. But what's more fun to me is having pitchers who you can reliably not give up four runs a start. And I think Rich Hill is a good innings eater. He can get, he can make sure you're in games. But when a tonight like tonight where the offense isn't having it, it would have been nice to have a Mitch Keller type start where the offense doesn't or the defense doesn't implode on him. But yeah, no, no, no real complaints because that's about what you can expect from Rich Hill, and it's on the offense to not suck, but. We already talked about the offense. Yeah. I, I, I mean, back to Rich Hill. I think he's a perfectly competent starting pitcher for a good team. Like a, like good baseball teams, having Rich Hill on your on your squad to, to throw five to six innings every time he's out there and giving yourself a, a position to win, like that's – Yeah. That's, all, that's, that's great for a back-end starter. Yeah. But the um, only real problem is he's probably the number – three starter on the team right now that number three starter just kind of switches yeah. hands i feel you know, every everybody got the hot yeah no like and hill made a lot of sense signing and i like i i do love me a good innings eater so um it's just sometimes really frustrating to see him toss 88 mile an hour meatballs into the middle of the zone but yeah that's definitely frustrating like the like the pitch he threw to uh springer that was launched was not a great pitch. Yeah. Um, that, that, that's what you get from Rich Hill. Like you're going to have to take the, the bad with the good. And unfortunately there's just not, I don't think he has the stuff to really go out and do what Chris Bassett did today. Chris yeah. Bassett doesn't have great stuff either, but no. Yeah. Pirates couldn't do anything against him. Bassett goes seven innings, doesn't give up a run, five, four hits, four walks, five strikeouts. Um, you know, probably his best start of the year. He's blown up mm -hmm. a couple times, but yeah, really nice start from him. The Blue Jays are playing some good baseball right now. They're they're now uh, let's see, today made them nineteen and fourteen. They just got um, swept by the Boston Red Sox before coming here, though. Like they were just as anemic, which is where like you kind of hope to get that nice rebound game, and we just gave them exactly what they needed: seven shutout innings from their pitcher, saving the bullpen getting them back on track with a win and it hurts. And yeah. You know what? I was, I was out of town all week. I didn't even notice they played that bad. I, I knew they were coming off like a really hot week last week, but yeah, holy crap. They, uh, they're pitching yeah. terrible. 
lately. Yep, uh, that, that, that's the real, that's the real <laughs> kicker is that the Red Sox who we swept yeah. kicked them around Fenway for four games and then they come to our place and it wasn't close. And you, you could kind of feel it after the first inning. The game was already feeling a little out of reach, as weird as it sounds. Yep. But you no, could I, definitely I, feel like after letting Bassett get off the hook there, it really didn't feel great afterward. And I'm just praying McCutcheon's okay so we can put McCutcheon and Joe on the lineup tomorrow so we can kick around Barrios. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, that's, that's the thing. You had the lineup today, no McCutcheon. Mm-hmm. No Joe, no Hayes. And, and, you know, Hayes obviously isn't like a world beater at the plate, but he's better than the alternatives. Yep. Uh, I'd rather have Q. Brian Hayes up there than most of these other guys in the, line, yep. the lineup. So, yeah, I, I mean, hopefully tomorrow we can kind of see a more normal lineup. Hopefully Andrew McCutcheon is okay and he doesn't have to miss a prolonged period of time because then, you know, things are going to start getting iffy like they did tonight because – uh yeah, I don't know how much longer. Like, they, they need a breakout game. This offense needs a mm-hmm. breakout game. And, and, yeah, maybe Barrios is that guy to do it against. And Barrios also isn't someone who can really pitch deep into games anymore. I think he only averages like 70-some pitches a start at this point in his career. So just, yeah, hopefully the Pirates can do some damage tomorrow because they really need a game yeah. to uh, to do some damage. They, they dropped a 20-13 and 13 with this loss. Um, like I said, fifth loss in a row. You really want this this stretch, this Rays Blue Jays stretch that they're on. I think I like going into it. I was like, if you can come out of this two and four, yeah, then, the then that's then that's completely fine. And in order for them to come out two and four, they've got to win the next two. Yep. Um, it was rough because I was like, just win one game per series. Like I was not asking for much, and again. It's not it is partially the fact that like our entire offense is dying. And now we have two pitchers on the IL with elbow injuries. And one of our options who we could have called up also died and is out for 16 months. But man, I am just praying that all these injuries on top of the Bay injury, because if Bay's out for a while, I don't know who comes up, but at that, uh, you're you're not calling up Nick Gonzalez, who's striking out at a 36 percent clip in AAA. You can't. Um, Palacios is just Mark Mathias 2.0. I don't know why anyone wants him. My hope and prayer is that since Luis Ortiz got pulled early tonight, is if Bay goes on the IL, Ben Sherrington is forced to stop being a loser. <laughs> And call up the players who deserve to be here, kind of like how Contreras was forced to be called up last year. Mm-hmm. Because I really feel like that could actually help turn things around with new, fresh, exciting, talented young blood. Yeah, I mean, you look at it right now, and the only infielder on the 40 man is Pagaro um, and Triolo, but he's dead. He's, he's hurt. So, you're looking at Pagaro's the only healthy um, 40-man infielder. But the kicker here is there's also a catcher on the 40-man who can play infield. He can. So, <laughs> yeah. What do you do? What do you do? Um, it's a real head scratcher. Yeah, right. <laughs> so I, it's uh, it's one of those things where, yeah, I, I am curious. Like, I, I mean, I guess we'll wait to hear more on Bay. That's something that we didn't even touch on. G1 Bay was pulled from this game in the bottom of the eighth. 
He uh, hit a grounder to the right side, took two steps out of the batter's box, and then uh, came up came up limp. So um, not sure if it was an ankle, a, a hamstring, but it, it was enough to take him out of the game and enough to make it so that he couldn't you know run down to first base. So who knows what G1 Bay's ha- uh, going, what's happening there? We probably will hear something about that later tonight, but we probably won't get more yeah. uh, like details on it until tomorrow. But uh, yeah, if Bay's out for for a prolonged period of time, I, I don't know what other options you have. I mean, do you do you cl- like? Can you just call up Pagero and say, "Hey, you're the guy now"? And, and I I don't know. Like this team needs a they need a spark plug. Yeah, and there's a couple guys down there in the minors who I think could provide a spark. So, and even if you buy Paguero's bat, which I'm still kind of bullish on because a lot of it's like a Bay type thing where he grounds out infield hits, uses his speed. I have seen him play. That glove is not going to play in a major league level. He, he plays shortstop right now. He plays a horrific shortstop. And so maybe you stick him at second base. Maybe you do that. Maybe you say, all right, Andy's the future. We have to keep him around for as long as possible. Bring up Paguero. It's going to get worse. Like you're better off playing Mark Mathias every day. I, I genuinely believe that. So, I mean, just call up Andy. Maybe you're lucky and you get a draft pick. Ben Sherrington loves his draft picks. He loves the draft. Like take a chance because <laughs> it would just suck so much to like be gifted this great start and to squander it. For service time. And then next thing you know, you know, they're they're back under 500 in June and then they call them up, you know. Mm -hmm. Now, I I think we're all on the same page there. Um, Another injury note, uh, since Vince Velasquez was placed on the 15 day IL prior to the game, um, it left an opening for Tuesday starter. So uh, nothing's been announced yet, but I think we can make a pretty good assumption that it's probably going to be Luis Ortiz. He wasn't scheduled to start today for Indianapolis. He was supposed to go tomorrow, but they bump him up a day. He throws 42 pitches of three scoreless innings for Indianapolis yeah. against Toledo. I think the only reason why you do that is to kind of, um, you know, this, this was his bullpen day, right? And, and you're going to have him now start on Tuesday uh, in, uh, for the Pirates. So I would imagine that's the case. Definitely don't uh, – don't like take that to the bank or anything, but it looks like Luis Ortiz is probably going to get the call um, to replace Vince Velasquez in his next start, which I'll take that over because I was real worried they were going to go like Caleb Smith. I was dreading the eventual bullpen day with Chase Dion as the opener. Yeah. And I was like, well, I'm going to get put in that post game and I'm just going to be really mad about that game too. So uh, that would be much, much better. Um, yeah, not holding my breath. I, I the, the cynic in me still says that he, we won't see him till June, but signs are looking good. Yeah, don't don't yeah don't get your hopes up. But yeah. I think with what we saw happen tonight for Indianapolis, it's definitely like something's up. Yeah, they wouldn't have done that. Um, so that's uh that's pretty much an injury update there. Um, not much more to add about this game. I said, so hopefully they touch can, on the bullpen and I, I guess we can touch on them. They look great. Uh, Dowry Moretta has had a great week. This is his third straight per three, third straight game where he went an inning and two thirds scoreless, kind of cleaning yeah. up some messes. So 
good good week for Moretta. He's kind of rebounded since he was scuffling there for a little bit. Um, but he's, yeah. he's looked good lately. Yeah, um, no complaints by him. He's also – I think someone put it up in the chat earlier, 70% strike rate. He's fixing that. He's fixing the issue. Um, I still don't know if the stuff is going to be there full time for like a major league position, but it's promising signs. Even if it's kind of in garbage time, when by, by the time Moretta came in, everyone kind of knew the game was over. But we take we take our small victories. It was four to nothing in the sixth when he uh, when he entered, but. But yeah, and like I said, I mean, he he got the guys out that he was told to to face. So mm-hmm. uh, we'll we'll take that. Chase DeYoung again. We we mentioned activated off of the IL. He pitches a scoreless inning tonight. Um, walked two batters. Didn't really look great, but kind of your typical Chase DeYoung outing mm-hmm. where he doesn't look good but gives up zero runs. And then yeah. David Bednar. We talked about him Monday on on Starbucks, but like I don't know how much more we can say about this guy like he's just so good and the team's been so bad lately that he hadn't pitched in a week and they had to get him into the game so bednar yeah. pitched ninth and threw 14 pitches and just dominated he looks effortless like it legitimately does not look like he's putting in any effort on the mound and so it's uh, nice to know bednar has not been affected by anything because he just looks so good but, yeah, yeah. He, he's legit an elite bullpen arm in this league. Yeah, like, I, I think I'm, you know, I was a little skeptical to kind of say that probably the last two years because, you know, there were some mm-hmm. ups and downs, but he is, he is really good. And that fastball is so good. Can't be touched. People know it's coming, still can't hit it. And then the curveball's there. It's, it's an also a really, it's a plus pitch. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, are you ready for him to be traded at the deadline? Because it's going to happen. Ben's going to see the maximum value, and he's going to get dealt so that the 2033 Pirates can just be a little bit better. Yeah, I would rather not. <laughs> <laughs> let's uh, let's uh, let's squash any 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 of that stuff. So fair enough. It's definitely something that could happen. I I, I think last year was he, he could have been traded last year, and there are definitely going to be people calling about him because there's going to be teams who want him. Uh, oh yeah, but I I would have to imagine his asking price is currently extremely high. Uh, I, I don't think there's a scenario where like you don't trade Bednar, but like you've got to you got to get like a king's ransom for David Bednar right now. I agree. Um, it, it really depends how desperate people get at the bull at the deadline and where the pirates are. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm going to guess that we're probably going to be like the, the 2020 Orioles, 2022 Orioles. Where they sell off their best bullpen arm, they sell off Trey Mancini. I think we're gonna see something pretty similar to that, no matter where we are, because I don't think the front office had any intention of this year being a year that we compete for the playoffs. And I don't see us changing course, even if we go into the break in first place. And I know it sucks to say that, but I just I can't knowing what I know about. Ben Sherrington and like his, how he operates this team. It doesn't sound like him. I think if this team's in first place in July, there, there's really no choice but to, to add to it. 
at that point, but we'll, we'll cross that bridge. Let's let's do this. Let's win a game in May first. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, let's, good point. Let's win a game in May, and then we can start talking about what we'll do when we're in first place in July. So I, right. I think the Pirates need to, uh, like I said, they, they really need to bounce back here. Um, two more games this series, Saturday, Sunday. Pretty decent crowd tonight. Probably the best non-opening day crowd of the season. There were like twenty-five thousand fans in attendance. Yeah. So hopefully everybody shows up for the for the weekend. But uh, tomorrow, it's Johan Oviedo versus Jose Barrios. Barrios, as we've mentioned, has been pretty bad. Um, Oviedo coming off a pretty rough start as well. Two not great starts in a row for Oviedo. So he's looking to bounce back. Um, anything in particular you'll be looking for tomorrow? Um, I'll be at the curve game again, so I'll be on Henry Davis' watch. All right. Are they playing this, the playing like Richmond or something? Richmond Flying Squirrels, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, hopefully Henry Davis is in the lineup tomorrow. Yep. Because he was he was out today. But all right, guys. Well, again, Pirates drop this one four to nothing. They are twenty and thirteen, still in first place. Uh, the Brewers, as we're doing this right now, are. What are the Brewers doing? What are the Brewers doing? Uh, they don't play until 10-15, so they got a late game. But hopefully they still lose. They're on a four-game losing streak themselves. Cubs won today, and the Cardinals are currently winning by one. By one, yeah. So, all right. Well, hopefully we're still a game and a half in first place come tomorrow. But, uh, again, 4 nothing loss. Tomorrow we'll be back with another post-game show. We'll see you guys later. Thanks for Thanks for stopping by. Hey, you all. Thank you for watching. I know we try to provide the most entertaining content that we can, uh, and we'd love to spread it to as many people as possible. So uh, I know it doesn't seem like a lot, but if you could take the five seconds to like this video and subscribe to the page, it helps out so much more than you know. Thank you, and let's go Bucks.